If I'm walking down the street, let me be. I don't know you, my time. I've been acting like a child. You should try it once in a while. So don't tell me to smile. I'm not your puppet. Hey. And we're officially recording your first episode. Was that my first? First, first year. First in a while. First in a long time. So, alright, I'm just checking, making sure everything looks good. Okay. So, you wanted to record a podcast. Sure. Do you have a reason why? No, not really. Just want to talk about the stuff you like? Yeah. Okay. So, the first thing, we've gotten our pull and hold again in comics. And one of the main things in it is dark crisis. What are your What are your thirst your thoughts starting with Justice League seventy five, where the Justice League dies, all the way through issue two? What What have you enjoyed about it? What have you not liked? Just a dark crisis, or like the young Justice League? We can talk about all of it because it's all tied into it. It's kind of weird to see these characters because I haven't really read any of these. I've just been like the son of Kal-El, which is different Superman than it is like the actual Superman one. Yeah. So, all right, let's start with Justice League 75. Then. Uh, Justice League dies fighting, uh, uh, what's his name? The The... Praya? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like he had some of their dark versions of their villains. Because it looked like I, I remember Doomsday. Yeah. I don't remember if Apocalypse was there or not. Or not Apocalypse. Uh, dark Side. I think he was. Yeah. So, so they all died and um, Black Adam makes it back to Earth to say the Justice League is dead. Yeah. So... Anything stick on about that issue? Well, I didn't even realize that Black Adam was a hero. I just thought he was a villain. He's kind of, it depends. So he's kind of that gray area Harley Quinn Deadpool type yeah. where he wants to do the right thing, but he's willing to kill to do it. And as long as it fits his agenda. Yeah. So, all right. So Justice League is dead. And then we have the uh, Justice League Road to Dark Crisis. I believe so. Yeah. And so that's where they do like the memorial service and we get stories of different people that are going to be involved. Um, any of those stories? Which ones did you like? Which ones did you not care for? Were there questions you had? So like there was um, Nightwing dealing with it. Oh, man, what else? Uh, some Green Lantern stories. We get... I think that's Aqualad. I don't know much about that character. So I couldn't tell you much about him. Um, you get the Flash kind of wondering where Barry Allen is because he's disappeared separate of the Justice League. Yeah. Well, I like all the Robins, so I liked reading about Nightwing. Mm -hmm. And then I think Superman was in there, and I love pretty much everything about Superman and just seeing like how Flash is dealing with it because watching Flash on the on Netflix 
it's you kind of see how they're kind of similar, but then like they have their big differences. So that version of Flash in it though is Wally West. Yeah. And I've explained to you the two Wallys in this universe. Sort of. So they every big DC event is called a crisis of somehow. So like the original is Crisis on Infinite Earths, and they've had like they've got Dark Crisis now. They've had Identity Crisis. Um, I don't even remember them all, but they did the first one I think in the mid eighties, like nineteen eighty six. And then in the late 2000s is when all these other crises started showing up. And it's something they've gone back to a lot. Um, so when they did a new 52, they changed all the backgrounds. So anything that previously happened kind of got wiped down in Flashpoint. So the Batman books were pretty much unaffected. I think I'm trying to remember, but like things like the teen Titans were changed. Red Robin was no longer a former Robin. He's just a guy that figured out Batman and Nightwing's identities. And he was kind of separate from the bat family for a while. So they kind of reset things. And at some point the original Wally West went away. And I think it was with new 52 and they created the Wally West. That was more like the TV show version. So younger, a younger African-American. Um, but pe- older fans got upset because it wasn't their Wally. Different personality, different way he acted. Lost years and years of story. Um, so when they did Rebirth, the uh, Barry remembered Wally when he showed back up. I think they said it was something along with the Speed Force and the characters of Watchmen kind of made everyone forget. There's a Watchmen character called Dr. Manhattan, which is like a God and he can change timelines. And so that's essentially what happened. I didn't read it all. I just kind of picked up things off the internet to know enough about it, to talk about it. So then when the two, there are two Wally's running around now and one of them is kid flash and the other one is a second flash. So there's two flashes buried in the original Wally. Okay, that makes a little more sense because they were both being called like Wally or something yeah. along that line. Yeah. All right, so we get into the first issue of Crisis, of Dark Crisis, I guess. Um, and we see the, the memorial for the Justice League. And most of it is just set up filler stuff for what's going to happen in the series. So Jonathan Kent is trying to put together a new Justice League and he keeps getting rejected. And there's like, by the end of the issue, you have a new Justice League team and it's kind of a variety of characters. Um, And then the other thing is Deathstroke leads an attack on the Titan Academy. Yeah. What did you think of the issue? It was just interesting to see all of like the kids and just like how they have to deal with it. Like the legacy characters, yeah. like the Robins with Batman and Aqualad with Aquaman. Yeah. yeah. And Wonder Girl or whatever her yeah. name is in Wonder Woman. So that's a different Wonder Girl than what I've known. Because there was the original one that was in the Titans and I think she died. And then there was a second one that was in Young Justice, which we'll get to. Um, 
I thought I wasn't crazy about issue one. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was kind of boring. Um, I didn't like how some of the more traditional heroes just flat out said no, they didn't want to be part of the Justice League. The Green Lanterns are too busy trying to investigate what's going on, where the Justice League is at. Um, and then you had Wonder Girl saying no because she wanted to protect her tribe. You had Dick too busy with the Titans. I think there was another fairly big one that said no also. Besides Black Adam. Black Adam said no right off the bat. Um, yeah, but it's kind of more realistic this way. Yeah, but if these are true heroes, they're going to do whatever they can to try to protect everyone. Not worry about, oh, it was it was Wally. He's trying to find out what happened to Flat, to Barry. So, I don't know. It just seemed out of character that I'm going to worry about my little section of the universe as opposed to let's try to fix this whole thing and have the Justice League in place to deal with the bigger threats. That makes sense? Yeah. Okay. What about you? What did you think of it? I liked it. Okay. I just liked, like I said, how you saw how they had to deal with it, how yeah. they handled Okay, so then the next issue is the Young Justice tie-in, where Superboy, Robin, and Impulse get pulled into like a parallel universe, I think. It was kind of confusing. It wasn't too confusing. It was... I- and maybe a parallel universe, or maybe it was kind of like they were sucked backwards in time. Yeah. To where they just relive stuff they already lived. Right. So you get Wonder Girl. So that Wonder Girl on that is, she's not directly tied to Diana, Wonder Woman, but she got her powers through Ares. And so she's tied to the Amazons and she spent time with them. Um, and she was one of the original characters from Young Justice after they did the the big three coming together to kind of do their own thing because the Titans were for older, um, more young adult type superheroes that hadn't made it to the Justice League yet. And there wasn't really a spot for the kid heroes. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed the issue. It felt very throwback uh who does it say wrote it fitz fitz martin let's see uh yeah fitz martin i don't know who this is i've never read anything but the book did have a feel of the original young justice uh, all right here megan fitz martin so do you have questions about that book because you haven't read Young Justice? And besides Tim Drake, these really haven't been any of your younger superheroes. No, like Superboy is Lex's and Superman's clone, right? Right, a clone of the two of them together. And then Impulse is a descendant of Barry Allen from like the year 3000. Um, Impulse is in the Flash show. It's Barry's son in the show. In the show, yeah. Yeah. But this is like his great-grandson or something. This version of him. So, it it was a fun throwback issue. I'm curious to see how their disappearing ties into the bigger picture. If it does. If it does. And then we have Dark Crisis 2, the most recent one we've read. And this is where... 
we get more of Deathstroke and uh, I don't think it was a Legion of Doom, but he had a group of supervillains that attacked the Titan Academy. So in the last issue, they leave you thinking he killed Beast Boy by shooting him in the head. That really, I did not like that in the first one. And then by the time the second one came around and it's like, no, he's still alive. He's just going to have a scar. I was like, that was kind of dumb. If you're going to act like you're going to kill the character, kill the character, make it have an impact. Thoughts? I don't know. I don't really understand Beast Boy and like everything going on with him. The only Beast Boy I've seen is from Teen Titans Go. So you got to remember everything with Teen Titans Go is a little more exaggerated. Yeah. So I then you don't really get to see much of his character in these books. Um, it just I'm questioning Slade because you know. He's working for a pariah. They they establish that. But it's almost like he's under mind control. Because there's at one point where he kind of says something that doesn't match up with everything he's done in the book so far. But then he's like he snaps back and they said, Hey, you're working for us. Let's get out of here. Um What did what did you think when Jonathan showed up to to save Dick? I liked it because I like I love Superman. He's probably one of my favorite characters. So just seeing him being able to overpower, it was just really cool. Yeah, and then they bring in the cyborg Superman to fight him. Mm-hmm. So ah, here it is. So Pariah tells him to shut up. Uh, oh, he, okay. So Dick says, "What is this really about, Slade?" And Slade replies, you don't understand. This is bigger than me, bigger than you. We've lost so much, so much misery. You and I, we need to put a stop to, and then Pariah calls to him, and he kind of gets back on track. Um, So it sounds like Pariah needs the powers of the Earth Prime characters to reset the multiverse, but it's going to destroy Earth Zero, or I guess Earth Prime. do you remember what he called it? Did he call it Earth Zero? I'm not sure. Which one would it be in? I think it was in two. I don't I don't know. So, alright, so what were your thoughts on two then? I just think this is real cool because I haven't the only time I see people team up like this mm-hmm. is not I haven't really seen it in the comics I've read. It's just on like Crisis with all the TV shows tying into each other. Yeah. So just being able to see it and see the kids. Yeah. Seeing how the younger ones deal with the death. Yeah. So I know I've recommended it to you before, but I think you should go back and read the original Crisis. I have the trade upstairs. Because it's got some of that aspect to it that you'll like. Um, It'll give you a little background for what's going on with Baraya and trying to destroy all the multiverse to to bring it back. Um. Some of the other Crisis stuff didn't really directly tie into the original Crisis. So I think you would actually get quite a bit out of it. Okay. So overall, are you enjoying the, the crossover? Yeah. I'm kind of the opposite. I've, 
I don't like retread crossovers where they do kind of the same thing again. Marvel does it with Secret Wars, although every Secret War has been something different. I feel like the Crisis uh, theme that they've used is forgotten. Like the effects of it are forgotten about after a couple years. So we have um, whatever the last Crisis was that killed the Connor Kent Superboy. And then they have Flashpoint and everything from that crisis is forgotten until the next crisis comes around. And then it's like, this is the big thing. It's going to set a new status quo. Everything's going to be different. And then two years later, they do something. They do it again. And I think that's a problem DC has had is continually resetting. I, I, I know you don't read Marvel, but I think that's why I like Marvel more is their timeline can be overwhelming when you're trying to get into it, but it's not as confusing, especially if you take a couple years away from comics and then try to get back into it and figure out what's going on. Or in your case, really starting to to dive deep into it. At least the one book that they haven't messed with a whole ton on the timeline is Batman stuff. Yeah, which is probably like my favorite or second favorite behind Superman. Yeah. So, so there's our there's our early thoughts on Dark Crisis. We'll probably pick up the whole thing and continue to talk about it, but I'm not I'm not sold on on it as a whole thing yet. So you had another topic for us. Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, we can talk about that next. Okay. So we yeah we saw it over the weekend. What were your initial... What what did you think when you saw it? It's definitely the best Thor movie. Better than Ragnarok? Yeah. Okay. I think it's right there with Ragnarok, but it's easily better than the first two. For sure. So going in, were you excited to see it? Um, I've kind of fallen away from the Marvel stuff because I just find interest in the DC. But going and seeing it, it was really good. More than I was hoping it would be. More than you thought it would be? Yeah. Yeah. Um, was there anything that surprised you in it? Because you're not on the internet a lot. You're not getting the spoilers. From the trailers I saw, I knew there was like a reason that she had become Thor. Mm-hmm. Jane Foster. Yeah. But I didn't know why, so kind of just like seeing how she's experienced cancer. It was, it's different from what I've normally seen. And just the whole thing with her, it draining her. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. And the fact that she was willing to die to save the kids, I guess. Yeah. And the rest of the gods was just, it, it, it's different than normal. Yeah. And, but it makes sense for the character because if she's worthy enough to hold Milnor, she's going to put her life on the line to save people. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we saw the Guardians in the preview. What did you think of the Guardians in it? I was expecting there to be more. More? Yeah. You. It was just like a cameo, basically. Yeah, it was. Which I was kind of expecting it to be for, like the full, not like the full time, but full first half. Yeah. I see no knowing what's going on with like the filming and stuff. I knew they weren't going to be in it a lot. I also, 
even if I wouldn't have known that, I probably didn't expect them to be in there because they've got their own movie coming out. And I know James Gunn wants to finish his story that he started with them. So having them go off and kind of like a side quest probably would have taken away from what he wanted to do. Yeah. With Stanley in this one, because I was talking to Kaylee and Will, mm-hmm. and they kept saying that Stanley was in it. He was not in it, but they were talking about digitally adding him as a cameo in movies going forward. Was he in uh, Doctor Strange? No. Uh, the, the last one... Might have been Ingame. I don't remember now. I'll, I'll look that up while we keep talking. Um, what did you think of Gore the God Butcher? I was... It's kind of a little bit confusing because they didn't really give us his backstory. Um, they just showed his daughter dying and then in the desert and then him getting to the God. And I'm not really sure. Like, I don't know the backstory of the sword or anything. Yeah. So, um, yes, Stanley's last cameo was in game. Um, he had already passed, but they de-aged him and put him in the car driving past the camp where, uh, the, the military camp where, uh, Captain America and Iron Man go to get the, the missing infinity stone. Yeah. So that was the last one. Um, the last one he was alive for was actually Captain... No, he had passed away before Captain Marvel 2. So I guess the last one would technically be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so... Gore came from a race that believed, believed in their gods. And... At a time, they would pray to their gods for things, and the gods would appear and, and help them. So the rest of his people died off, and him and his daughter were the last two. And when she died, and he found their god and found out that mm, he probably really wasn't as good as he was expecting him to be, he snapped and had that sword. Yeah. Um, the necro sword? I think so. In the comic, it's made from symbiote, like Venom. Okay. Um, I don't think they really touched on that. I don't think they're allowed to because Sony has the rights to Venom. Yeah. But uh, so the Necrosword kind of gave him powers enough that he could fight the gods. And then kill them. Yeah. So I expected him to be the one that killed Zeus. What, what did you think of Zeus? I didn't like him. I haven't seen much of Zeus except for in a unit at school where we learned about the Greek gods. Yeah. And I, I just probably don't like his personality because he seems like the person who would just like laugh at the problems and not care to fix it. So in Greek mythology, he was kind of that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was a guy that would he would come down from Mount Olympus and have children with human people. Yeah. So hence Hercules, which mm-hmm. we'll touch on. But uh, he he wasn't always the most serious guy. He wasn't always watching out for people's best interests in the mythology. Yeah. A lot of the other gods would. 
So I didn't see too much of an issue of it. I thought he was a perfect character for Taika Waititi to use. I was disappointed we didn't see more of the established Marvel gods at that little demonstration that they had. Yeah. I don't um, like I was hoping we would maybe see Kanchu, especially since he was just such a big part of Moon Knight. Kind of connected all together. Yeah. So then, let's see, Valkyrie. What do you think of Valkyrie? Well, I like Valkyrie in the other one. Ragnarok? Yeah. Yeah. I just think she's a cool character. And I like how she's the king of Asgard. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like rules it. Yeah. And it's also, there's like a board of people too. Yeah. She's not like the absolute power, but she's got a quite a bit of power. Yeah. Yeah. And she's respected. So one of her assistants was from one of the Marvel shorts that they used to do. Um, Thor wanted to be a normal person, so he got a roommate. And the guy that was his roommate ended up being her assistant in the movie. So it was a nice, funny callback to something they did on the side. It, it was a very funny thing. You'll have to, I'll have to show it to you on YouTube. Okay. Um, let's see. What else was there? We got Darcy back. Her first time back since WandaVision. Yeah. She didn't do much, though. No, she just had a cameo. Yeah. Um, and we had a cameo from Eric Selvig. He was the doctor from the original, and he was the one that was helping Loki and uh, Avengers. I don't remember. You don't remember? No. No. Um, it was just a cameo. She was talking to him through the computer. We got a cameo from Matt Damon. Yes. And... Uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother. Was he? He he was the actor playing Thor. Yeah. Yeah. And then Melissa McCarthy playing Hela. Yeah. Suki from Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Yeah. The chef. So I liked we got more of the Matt Damon stuff. I would rather see him in an actual MCU role, though. No. I I like this. I mean, yeah. I would like to see him in a role because, well, he's one of my favorite actors. But I just kind of like how he's the silly role in all of it. Yeah. Uh, he's a guy that will will take silly roles like that. Yeah. Um, there was someone else. Oh, Korg. Do you like Korg? Yeah. I liked his mustache with Valkyrie's hair. Yeah. My favorite part of the entire movie. Yeah. And then the last one to touch on, the goats. Those are my favorite characters. Those were your favorite characters? Yes. The screaming goats throughout the whole thing? We need to find out where um, the Wongs got their screaming goat from. Yeah. Because we need one of those. No, we don't. Because you will sit there and do it over and over and over again. I will. So, I don't I don't know about that. So, we should. All right. If you rated the movie out of five, what would you give it? That's a good question. While you think about it, I would probably give it a 475. 4.75. Oh. So my bar for like the best Marvel movie is The Winter Soldier. Wasn't as good as The Winter Soldier, but it was good than a majority of the other stuff they've made. This is a five for Marvel because it's my it's my favorite Marvel movie. Is it? Yeah. Even over like Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah. Okay. I think you like the comedy more. I do. Yeah. All right. So then you had one last topic, and I think we're both going to struggle through this one. No. 
You, I became prepared. Okay, you came prepared. All right. Mount Rushmore of TV shows. Okay. How do you want to do it? You want to go back and forth? Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Okay, you go first. What's your fourth favorite? Oh, uh, my fourth favorite. I will probably go with a comedy called The League. You aren't able to watch it yet, but you probably in the next few years. Um, it's about um, a group of friends that are in a fantasy football league hmm. and just the sh- shenanigans to get into. And it's very raunchy. Very funny, though. Um, some of it might be a little timely because of the football players involved. They actually get football players to come on the show. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, a scene where the husband and wife that are in the league, their daughter is going through a fecal phase where she's interested in poop for some reason. <laughs> and they're at one of the other guy's house who has a newborn baby and they're looking at the baby monitor, and they look in, and she's got a piece of poop in her hand, and she's about to put it in the baby's mouth. <laughs> that type of humor. Yeah, that seems like a good show. It's a really good show. You would love it. All right. My four? Your four. Either New Amsterdam or Grey's Anatomy. I don't have a favorite over those two. Okay. How come? What, what do you like about those shows? I like... The drama, but then I also like the medical stuff. Like, how you get to see the organs, which is kind of weird, but still. Yeah. So a lot of those shows, though, aren't accurate? Yeah. Okay. Just so you know, like, watching. Yeah, I know. Like, doctors... I think there's videos on YouTube of doctors watching the show and critiquing what's wrong with it. I've seen one, yeah. Okay. So, I know Mom mentioned it to you, and I think you watched a couple episodes, but House... House MD. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I, I watched like the first half of the first episode, and it was old, so it was hard to get through. It's not old. It seems old, like the camera quality, it's like grayer, and then it's just like weird to watch. I think if you get into it a few episodes, you'll probably like it more. He's kind of a weird character. Okay, we'll watch it after Grey's Anatomy. Oh, great. Just what we need, another long TV show for you and mom to yep. get sucked into. Well, 16 more seasons till then. Yeah. That's a long time. It's a decent long time. Alright. Yeah. Your third. Alright. Um, my third. I God, I don't know. Um, probably Breaking Bad. It's one I, I told you about it. It's about the high school chemistry teacher that gets cancer, and to help with his family medical bills, he starts making meth and selling it. Oh yeah. Yeah, where he, he partners with a former student that is already selling meth, and it's just one of the greatest shows ever made. Yeah. Again, it's another one you'll probably have to wait a few more years to watch. Okay. You gave me such a dirty look when I said that, too. Well, I don't know. Because you say I need to wait to watch some of these. But then I've seen, like, Kill Bill and Umbrella Pack. Yeah, there's... There's more adult stuff. And it was on AMC, which can get away with more than, like, a network can. For, like, Grey's Anatomy or Scrubs or any of those type of shows. All right. Your next one. 
my third is All American. It's about these high schoolers playing football, and it's placed in South Crenshaw and Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And its main character is Spencer James, and it kind of shows how he goes from being pretty poor, but then a coach wants him to come play for the Beverly team. And it just shows how he has to adjust. Because he has to go up and live in Beverly and then it shows how his friends are. So then he has some who don't care about money and they just like spend as much as they want. And then some who have to like work for it. Yeah. And it just shows how they live different lives and how he has to go back and forth and choose. So I know it's not a football movie, but it sound it reminds me of that show you watched Separated at Birth where the two families had completely yeah. different lifestyles. Yeah, switched at birth. Switched birth. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So that's a CW show that comes on Netflix, right? Yes. Okay. I think it's moving off CW to some to HBO Max. I thought I read that. I have no idea. There's they're making it off the season right now. Yeah. I I don't know if it was going back on WB. I think it was going someplace else for the fifth season. WB was W. CW. Oh. That's what it was a long time ago. Oh, so it's just your old. All right, my number two, The Office. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a show you're watching right now on your own. Sort of. I started in, like, season four. I think I need to go back and start in season one and watch it from there and kind of actually go through. But then Peacock doesn't have – you have to get the subscription to watch five and up. Oh, really? Yeah. They used to be on Netflix, and I regret not finishing the show – we watched a little bit until after Michael Scott left. He's not in. He's not in the full show. So okay. I think there's I like, like him. oh, he's the best. I he don't makes like his character. It may add to the show, but I don't like his character. Part of the fun of watching the show is sitting there uncomfortable watching what he does. Um, this morning I don't remember why I was talking about this. Oh yes. Kaylee was blowing bubbles or whatever they are mm-hmm. on Pixie's stomach. Yeah. And it reminded me of an episode I watched not so long ago where, like, Andy was, like, kissing his butt or whatever, mm-hmm. like, metaphorically. Yeah. But then he was saying to the camera that when he was younger, his mother was trying to blow bubbles on her stomach, on his stomach. Mm-hmm. And his eyes were, her eyes were closed. He moved and she kissed his butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I can sit and watch clip videos of that show and just watch the clips, especially of the, uh, pranks. the pranks. I love the pranks. Have you gotten to where Jim sends the, yes. the faxes? Yes. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. Do not drink the coffee. Await oh, for future instructions. Future to white. Yes. All right. What's your number two? Number two for me is Batwoman. Okay. Long pause. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know what to say. Um, just why do you like the show? It kind of just like follows Kate Kane around for the first season, and then they have to adjust to Ruby Rose not being on it anymore. So you go from someone who has a father who will pay for anything to Ryan Wilder, who has, well, she was framed, 
or took she, she was like took the fall yeah she took the fall for her girlfriend's drug dealing and so she has to learn how to get a job and it's kind of hard because of the fact that she's in prison so when she became Batwoman, it kind of changed her life because Mary, Kate Kane's stepsister, gave yeah. her a job and a place to live. So it's just kind of fun to see how they adjust. So did the quality fall off after they changed Batwoman? Um, at first, I wasn't crazy about Ryan Wilder, yeah. but I think I like Ryan Wilder better than Kate Kane. Um, the Kate Kane that they had. In the second season, when they changed the character, I didn't like it at all. But once that Kate com- once Kate Kane was gone completely, then the show was better. Gotcha. And that show gave us um, old Batman in Crisis. Yes. And it's probably what got you reading Batman comics. Yeah, because yeah. I started with Batwoman. Yeah. And then I learned about some of the other characters. And- yeah, you moved to Rebirth uh, Detective, where she yes. was a main character in it. Yes. And so. I think she's still probably one of my favorite Batman characters, but it introduced me to Tim Drake. Yeah. And Stephanie Brown. Yeah. And Batman. And all those other characters. And all the other characters, like Clayface and all yeah. that. And then eventually into, like, Two-Face. and. Yes, I love Two-Face. Yeah. And Joker. And Joker. Joker's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. My number one is Letterkenny. Another show you probably can't watch. Of course. I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. So just the way they talk to each other is hilarious. Um, And they can take just an obscure pop culture reference and turn it into like a two or three minute bit of the characters just talking to each other. And I love that. I love just... Yeah. Um. And then it, it's funny. It's got a lot of heart to it, too. Okay. You'll see it when you're older. When I'm older. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're number one. My number one is Legends of Tomorrow. I'm not surprised. No, I'm not either. Um, it follows... doesn't necessarily follow, but it's about a team of time-traveling superheroes. And it's kind of like they're misfits, so it's fun to see how each how the characters come in and leave, because there's only like one character still in it from the beginning. But it's just kind of fun to see how they all fit together as misfits, mm-hmm. and how they write the timeline and have to fix it again. Yeah. So the first season was a little bit rough. Yes, it was really? very dark. And that's the only reason I can't go back and rewatch it because I can barely make it through the first season. But I, after the first season, it got a little more yes. quirky and fun. Yes, definitely. And the the characters they pulled in were interest an interesting mix. Yeah, and there are quite a few original characters in there too. Yeah, like Firestorm, um, Hawkeye, Hawk Girl. Hmm. The Black Canary and then Rip Hunter were yeah. the first team. White Canary. White Canary. Yeah. She was Black Canary. It's fun. And then Captain Cold and Heat Wave were in it. Yeah. 
Which Captain Cold was probably one of the best characters to come out of that whole universe. I like the one from Earth X better. Yeah. Um, but him and Heatwave together were hard to top. Yes. Probably one of my favorite flashbacks. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was weird seeing how they did some of the characters throughout the Arrowverse for me. Like... Adam using the suit rather than being in like the shrinking technology, like in the comics, I, th- I always struggled with that. Cause I thought that was a cool aspect of the character that they didn't really touch on until late. Well, I mean, I understand why it's like later on, he discovered that's when he could do it. Yeah. It's, it's from the technology, which is built, it's just built on his character because he's a smart kind of yeah. person. Yeah. So, Arrowverse overall wasn't my thing. I really liked it at first, but it just, I felt like there was a lot of repetition in the stories. There can be, but even when there's some repetition, it's never the same. Yeah. Like the storylines are kind of similar, but then you see different bits and pieces and it's just interesting to see how the characters form. Yeah. I also didn't like in Flash how, it seemed like speedster after speedster at first when you have so many different good villains as them, like the main bad guy. Yeah. Like Thawne, Zoom. Yeah. Himself. Yeah. Savitar. Yeah. Um, was Savitar speedster? I thought he was. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I did stop watching. I haven't seen the last few seasons. I'm only watching it. Only thing I've seen is the Crisis crossover from the more recent stuff because I knew it was Crisis and wanted to see it. I was kind of angry at you for that, though, because I wasn't there yet, so it kind of spoiled some of it. Yeah, sorry. But, I mean, I understand most of it now. Yeah. So I restarted Flash, and I'm in season one, and the only reason I did restart it is because I had nothing else to watch and because season eight, and I had been watching it on CW, but then I kind of stopped because there's a whole bunch coming out. And mm. So I just waited for it to come out on Netflix. So I'm just completely restarting it. And then I'm going to watch up to season eight. Okay. I'm going to find more stuff for you to watch. So you can watch new things and don't have to go back. Okay. I think you should watch Daredevil. Even though it's Marvel. I think you'd get a kick out of it. We started it a yeah. while ago. Yeah. I got you to watch Umbrella Academy. Yes. I love it. You need to read it. It's- that, okay. That was going to be one of my Mount Rushmore, but I totally forgot about it this morning. Oh, yeah. So while I was rethinking of it, I couldn't think of that. And that's yeah. why it wasn't up there. But it's probably up there. So what would you bump off? Um, I don't know. That's really hard. Yeah. Maybe All-American. Maybe All-American. Okay. All right. We're at 40 minutes, so it's a good first episode. Okay. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. Okay. We'll find new topics for next week. Okay. All right. Oh, the baseball game next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk. We're going to the baseball game this weekend. It's the uh, uh, St. Louis Cardinal Blogger Day. Yes. So we'll talk about that. Oh, and maybe if you read the Teen Justice. Okay. Teen Justice. It's a kind of a... It's an... It's a... Did they say what Earth it's on? 
Maybe. I don't remember. But it's just like the opposite gender for each other. Yeah. A gender swapped Teen Titans slash Young Justice book. Like, um, Zantana. Mm -hmm. He, she, it's kind of confusing now. I don't remember his name in this, Mm -hmm. but it's similar to Zantana. Okay. Because that's the other character. Yeah. That's what it's talking about. Okay. And then his, his, whatever they are, what are they? Like, spells are weird. Yeah. Because, like, it's not the same. They're a little bit different. Like, normally they're just backwards and you read it word by word. Yeah. But with him, you have to read it backwards and from right to left and then down, up to down. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's like completely backwards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I was having trouble figuring out what it meant. Okay. So you're having me read that. I'm going to find something for you to read. Maybe. And then we can talk about it next week. Okay. Uh, Umbrella Academy Volume 1. Okay. Okay. Deal. Yeah. But you do have to finish Umbrella Academy. I, I know. I need to finish watching it. I finish. I know. I'll finish it. And we'll talk about it, too. Okay. All right. Bye. This week's song is Don't Tell Me to Smile by Alicia Blue. Think of mercy.
Sometimes the sun's not gonna shine So don't 